Hello there. Thank you for tuning in. On this episode, we decided to switch things up a bit by responding to some memes that we have come across on Instagram. If you don't already, give us a follow at the Divine Lowdown, all one word. We'll be posting the memes that we talk about on our page, just in case you aren't able to fully gauge my ever-so-poetic descriptions of them. Just kidding. But enough of this intro. Let's get the show rolling. We'll start with this one. <laughs> okay, so it's just a photo of a dumpster, or uh, it's a photo of like a the recycling center, or just like all the trash or whatever, like the mountains of trash everywhere. Uh-huh. And then there's a truck unloading more trash, mm-hmm. and on the side of the truck it says "thoughts and prayers." <laughs> thoughts and prayers, huh? Yeah. I haven't seen that one. So what's being implied there is that our prayers are trash. Yeah, like, it looks like maybe I should figure out a way to, like, post these afterwards, or I don't know. We'll see. But um, I think basically, like, you know, when someone's going through, like, a difficult time, yeah, um, you know, people will say, like, oh, my thoughts and prayers are with you. I think people are saying that oh. that is trash. Oh, see, I'm a little slow. In this episode, this is where you're going to realize, like, I just take me a minute to, oh, like... no, you're good. And, and I'm very literal. This. I'm very literal. So when we talk about, like, figurative or, like, taking a picture and <laughs> yeah. making sense, it, it takes me a little longer than other people. Um, well, I'm sure your explanation is always useful. Anyways. That makes sense. Like, yes, like, how so often that phrase is thrown out there, right? My thoughts and prayers are with you. Yeah. Um that would make sense thoughts and prayers like that it's it's viewed that way now i'm not saying i feel that way you know if somebody says that to me you know i i think that that's them trying to um show empathy or console me in the only way maybe that they know how or maybe that's a com- that's that's something they're comfortable with but but ultimately i would i would have to say that somebody actually calling me up and praying for me over the phone or texting me a prayer you know actually like texting out a prayer mm-hmm. or checking on me um you know multiple times that speaks a lot more than somebody just one time saying my thoughts and prayers are with you yeah you know, so I could see, I could see that thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Um, and also I should, uh, note that these are all going to be like, I, I honestly, I just pulled these from like atheist, like Instagrams and stuff like that. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. A little infuriating, but you So know. they, they, so then basically what's being said, if this was something posted from someone who doesn't believe in God, then that's, then that's exactly what they're saying is that our, our thoughts and prayers and more so what they're saying are the prayers that we pray to God. They view that as like, well, thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. But my, my rebuttal personally, cause I've always, um, like that, the comment section like where someone is grieving or someone's lost a loved one or something mm-hmm. or going through a difficult time, the comment section in general is going to make me cringe a little bit just because there's going to be quotes like thoughts and prayers with you and the family. Cause one, it's like, do you mean that? Or are you just saying thoughts and prayers? So mm-hmm. like in it, it, like to an extent, I, 
I see where the the meme is coming from. Mm-hmm. However, um, I think what makes me cringe even more is when people say like, "Oh, sending positive mm-hmm. energy or positivity positive your way." Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, positive thoughts, and yeah. I mean that's half of the meme, but um, and it's like if I was hurting, I don't know if I would. My, now, granted, I kind of have a somewhat of a warped emotional system, if you will. So, like, I, I, if someone, like, posted that stuff, I don't know if I would care, like, mm-hmm. about your positive energy. Yeah. And stuff like that. Especially if someone's, like, physically Well, what's your positive it, energy you know? going to do? I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, I mean, we talked about in previous episodes where prayer is, it is an action, even though it's not, like, a physical, like... Mm-hmm tangible thing and in the moment like who's who's to say like the prayer you know isn't the the one thing that's necessary for the the good to Mm -hmm. take place basically the final Mm -hmm. action if you will to take place yeah no i that that makes sense i mean i think because i do have some friends you know that obviously like they're not believers and they so they're not walking in the faith uh, Christian faith or any faith, you know, for that matter. And so I see that response and I've, I've had that response given to me before too, you know, like good thoughts or sending good vibes or, you know, and while I can, I can appreciate the sentiment, like what they're saying, I I know that that's not, that's not what I need and that that's not going to do anything for me, but to actually, for somebody to say that they're for somebody to say they're praying for you, it's that's a bit endearing to me because it means that they're allow they're taking me to you know before God and lifting me or my family or whoever up. But even like I said, even more so is the let me pray for you right now. Let me say let me say this prayer yeah. over you right now. That even more so because it's it's kind of like I'm gonna stop what I'm doing and I'm going to you know, actually like, cause you said prayers in action. I'm going to yeah. actually do it right now. Yeah. You're yeah. Like even though the person may not be requesting like mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. quote unquote burden. Um, I feel like the fact that you are showing that you are worth this burden of me setting aside what I have to do to pray right now. is like a good thing. Yeah. Yep. You're choosing to pick it up and, and walk it with them. Even if it's just for those few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, next one. So this one is from an account called Atheist Alliance International. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's uh, so it's a photo of an ostrich and its head in the sand, mm-hmm. and then like a photo right next to it. It's um, like a man in like a business suit, and his head is in the sand. Mm-hmm. And it says, faith is to the human what sand is to the ostrich. Ostrich. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so again, here, here goes my processing brain. Faith is to the human what sand is to the ostrich. So basically, it clouds our vision, our ability to see, hear, and therefore... Um, we don't really know what's going on around us. Yeah? Let's see. 
I feel like it's. I think it could be that. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! I just thought of something. Don't beat me it. to my. Don't beat me to this. I told you I'm slow. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Ostriches stick their head in the sand when they're when they're scared. Is that when they stick their head in the sand? Like, why do they stick their head in the sand? That's they what, stick their mm-hmm. head in the sand to when they're scared or something, right? So they put it down. So maybe it's saying that the people who run to faith, it's like that's their cop out. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just put my head in the sand. Like, that, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Did I get it? Yep. <laughs> um, so I figured it out. Yay! It took me a while. Ah, uh, no, you're good. I mean, again, we're going off of strictly visual too so yeah well but you did a good job painting that picture i was able to get it into my head so i think in the future i'm probably gonna like maybe post what memes we're gonna like review the next time we do this so that it'll kind of make things easier for people oh yeah good or, idea or even just us or, <laughs> and, our, and the <laughs> yeah, one other us. person that's listening <laughs> no but you see you're explaining it and this is a podcast so it is an audio so the explanation is still worth it because let's assume somebody can't see yeah. you know they don't have the device to see it they just have the audio so yeah it's good and they're driving or something <laughs> yeah yep um but yeah so what, what what are your takeaways or thoughts well i've definitely heard people say that i've heard people reference faith like that it's people when we're looking for an answer for something or to find consolation in something that faith is that thing that we run to to find that consolation and um it keeps us from having to like really deal with what's you know going on you know obviously i think that's completely false so (laughs) i i completely disagree with that um picture um do i believe some people treat faith that way sure I mean, there, there might be some people that, you know, they see, they hear about Jesus or God or, you know, um, and they, they think, oh, well, that's, I can just, uh, run to, run to God or run to Jesus anytime I'm having problems or when life gets tough, when things get scary and it becomes like, so they're, they're like those fake Christians, you know, like they're Christians only when they need God. Mm -hmm. It's the whole, like, you know genie in a bottle type of thing like hey i need you like hey things are really hard you know and that way so i could see that that applying but you know being a true christ follower disciple um you that's not how we view faith faith is it's it's an everyday it's it's the whole process you know so you know (laughs) another thing is the ostrich puts his head in the sand and he can't be made to see what else is going on around him. So I think it's also a critique of the Christian who put dumps their dumps their head into it's like, oh well you just gonna run to your Bible and oh, run to prayer and, go, and yeah. run to God. Yeah, the tradition and instead of addressing the things that are right here in front of you. I think it's a critique at that. Um, you know, but yeah. which again, like I said, do, are there people that act that way? Sure. But the reality is we know we're supposed to go to God's word, go to him in prayer, but that doesn't give us license to, you know, put blinders on and then not, we're, we're, it's, it's about action, right? So we're not just, we don't just have faith. We also, faith is also seen by our, by our works, right? By the things that we do. So if I go to God and I'm drawing close to him in prayer and a good example, I think right now, 
would be, and I'm just going to go there because, well, it just applies. But the, <laughs> the issue right now with people telling other people that if they're not speaking up against something, then they are like they're, they, by not saying something, by not responding that you are, I don't know what they're saying. You're being, you're being not supportive or something. And, and to, to talk about that and for a moment, you know, as a Christ follower, like there's wisdom in being slow to speak and there's wisdom in asking God for discernment and going to his word and praying before we speak or we act or we address the conflict or the issue that's in front of us. So the problem is when we go to God, we just go to his word and we go to prayer and we stay there in our little happy place, just me and God. And then we never go back out into the conflict, into the world, into the thing that he's called us to go do something. So I, 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 I receive that critique because that, you know, historically over time, people within the church and churches, yes, that we've seen that happen, but that's not how, that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think, uh, I, I also could see some sort of, I could also see the, the angle, um, from the, the post because it seems like maybe 19th, 20th century, I don't know, maybe you could even go back as far as like the enlightenment or something like Christian or the church kind of um, may be guilty of backing out of some issues in the past, maybe mm-hmm. a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could, uh, of course, lead to posts like this. Yeah. But yep. yeah, it's also, I, I mean, personally, just me personally, like I also agree with the, the idea that like you don't have to speak to prove that you are against it like because mm-hmm. absolutely the, the scary thing is um once you start speaking up about certain things and you you have to hold yourself to that standard of speaking up it, again in my opinion like speaking up about like other issues and whatnot like for example um a friend i know i don't know if she wanted me to say this uh <laughs> but she works at a company and they were, I guess this was like a year ago, because it was about like Pride Month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, taking photos, shirts, and like all this stuff. And they were super outspoken about it. And she's like one of, I guess, few Christians in mm-hmm. the company who like just aren't about it. Mm-hmm. And she, she probably got like, like vibed out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when this issue of like the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm you know, social justice kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really said much. So mm. because of that, it's like you're without them maybe like having the intention of this happening, their mm-hmm. morality is being it's being formed in that in the perspective of like the people in the company maybe. Yeah, which is so sad because the reality is like what's so beautiful about each of us as human beings, you know, being created uniquely is that, you know, while there's things that deep down inside all of us, we, yeah, it's like we understand good, we understand evil, we understand love, we understand hate, like these kind of things. But, you know, God gives some of us 
thoughts and inclinations to to be an advocate for certain things and and so to take something and be like oh well you stood up against this how come you're not saying anything about this it doesn't mean that I don't you know, it doesn't mean I don't feel sad about this other thing or that I don't agree with, you know, a stance that's being taken. But the reality is I can't be everything, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't be everything. And I think that goes back to what you said historically, like the church sometimes not responding or stepping out of things because maybe it was uncomfortable or maybe they didn't know how to respond or what precedent it was going to set by by responding i mean it's think of the crusades right like let's look in history at the crusades um and yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that to talk about the crusades um you know now you know i feel like it's kind of glossed over and the reality is like that uh that that was rough like that was a rough period of history you know going out and killing people and god's name you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i think that they've even the church probably has even seen plunders or fails that have happened and um it's kind of like so in order to avoid that to avoid making those mistakes again you know it's like well instead we'll just we'll just stand here and put our head in the sand and focus on myself and and my relationship with God. Um, And I think, so that's where definitely, I think that critique comes from. Um, But we shouldn't be afraid to, you know, God may call, God may be calling one person to stand up and and to shed light on, you know, the slave trafficking or, or, you know, the sex trafficking and another person, he may be calling them to champ- be a champion for adoption and for getting kids into families. Like, that's why, like, we, we've got to listen to what God's asking each one of us to do individually instead of trying to compare ourselves and be what we think the world wants us to be or what some other person is, you know? Yeah. On to the next meme. The faith, so you got the faith symbols. You've got the Jewish faith symbol, yeah. the um, the Islamic, and then um, Christianity with the cross. Yes, the big on three. a bullet. Okay. And it says religion, like in big letters, and then under in slightly small letters, the number one cause of war. The number one cause of war. <sighs> well, <I> religion. <laughs> go for it. Okay. Well. <laughs> There's wars in the Bible. I'm going to bring that up first and say, yes, there's there are wars in the Bible. We read about lots of them fighting and stuff. And I used to teach world history. You know, I used to teach seventh graders world history. And so I'm very aware of um, the fighting and wars that happen because of ideologies. And ideologies are the ways of thinking and often are shaped by, by our religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I can understand why religion is perceived to be the cause of wars. Um, you know, I, I, I think that that's because we have human beings that are flawed and, you know, we become taken over by pride, by power, right? There, the desire for power, position, pride, those P words that, um, you know, lead us to destruction so i think when we when we become enslaved by one of those then we go off and we do things in the name of our religion like the crusades Mm -hmm. um and yeah 
that's I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. I think that there there are fighting and wars that people have used, and they have used their religion to justify it. But I know, like as a Christ follower, like I know. Scripture is pretty clear, you know, do not kill, do not murder. Um, so, but at the same time, let's be real. There's times in the Old Testament where God sent his people into battle and told them to completely wipe out a whole entire group of people who were, you know, bad <laughs> yeah who are bad so i can't just tell you one part of the scripture without telling the other so um yeah i don't yeah. know what's your thought like when you saw that what was your initial response to uh, that mean well i tend to go back to um let's see so obviously the instinct of most people just from like what we probably like talk have like come to know through whatever we've been taught um, at least in recent years is like to go to like the crusades Mm -hmm. Um, but I tend to go to like Joseph Stalin and um, I mean he was an atheist and he killed like Mm -hmm. a lot of people and Mm -hmm. if we're going to talk about like like ideology and stuff like that like with if you're like grounded in um, there is no God then I think that's more justified that's a more justified grounds to commit like a a murder like for your own benefit because if there is no moral objective morality then like what i'm doing isn't wrong it's actually only benefiting me like whether or not people may disagree with it because it doesn't benefit them like that's irrelevant Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you could punish people for what they do, but who's to say you're punishing someone's um, evil doing is more is better than me killing someone? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that makes sense, though. I, I agree with you. I mean, I had to Google it because I'm just I was interested, mm-hmm. um, and I found that um, according to the Encyclopedia of Wars which is really interesting. I didn't know there was an encyclopedia of wars. Out of 1,763 known and recorded historical conflicts, 123, or just under 7%, had religion as their primary cause. Mm, So obviously the biggest one, right? The biggest one that we know of and that people use as an example is the Crusades, which is why I threw it out there. Um, But I'm seeing that... You know, we we talk about ideological change, like like ideology and conflict in 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 what one believes. Um, you know, we can see wars that are going on today, still like present day, and it's about power, or it's about land, or it's about resources, or it's about having control, um, and it has nothing to do with religion. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes you know we we want to blame it on a person's religion. Um, as a scapegoat, religion becomes a scapegoat for a person's uh, or a nation's choices. Yeah. It's definitely um, a convenient like argument if, if for, for people that don't want to like look into it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And plus, like another thing we have to take into consideration is like I think we probably said this um, in the last episode uh, is like the pre prescription versus description in the Bible. 
murder, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, we can't take something from the past historical context or <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, well, God sent so-and-so to kill this tribe of people, so therefore I'm justified in what I know. We're, like, in a whole, like, that's a whole, they're a whole different context. Yeah, and who are we to assume that, like, those people, like, if they were to live any longer, like, who's to say that life would have been any better? Like, that's kind of, like, a darker way to look at it, but, like, again, we're we're talking about the actions of the highest standard of morality, then who's to say mm-hmm. that him doing that is, isn't the best, like, yeah. way, you know? Or even, like, yeah. the, the flood, you know? Kind of same thing, like, it said that, you know, people were evil, like, during that time. Like, it's not like he, you know, someone was just, you know, <laughs> feeding the homeless all the time and then <laughs> just yeah. being faithful in their lives and all this stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's an interesting one. Uh, scared of demonic possession, become an atheist, 100% demon-free. <laughs> that's funny um well i've done some studying of um you know uh spiritual warfare and you know just the demonic and angels and all that kind of stuff and so i i first of all totally disagree with that which you just shared um I think that when people become, when people are walking in the faith, they become more fully aware of demonic oppression, um, of the supernatural, um, of the things of the spirit. And therefore, I think that's where it's like you're become more, your awareness is more heightened. Um, when you are, if you're an atheist or you are anti-God or want nothing to do with, you know, you just, or you just choose to completely believe there's no supernatural, um, no spiritual realm, then how would you know, how would you understand that the, you know, the, the ways that you're acting and the negative thoughts in your mind or the negative behaviors or the, the things that are causing damage in your life, you would have no um, point of reference or understanding to how that could be spiritually, um, it, could, it be, could be coming from a spiritual source. Well, so, so what I, you're saying is that their heads might be in the sand. Well, yeah, I, but see so many, but Christians too. I mean, I'll, I'll go so far as to say there are plenty of Christians who they, they won't even go here. They don't want to talk about the, the supernatural, the demonic, the, the, you know, the spiritual warfare thing. Like, you know, I read a book, um, by C.S. Lewis. Um, I think it was the screw tape letters was the one that I read, but, um, you know, the, Satan would be happy with two scenarios, either one that we have a totally false overinflated idea of his power and, you know, like we attribute more power to him and the demonic than is actually real or that we are so completely ignorant of it that we don't even treat it like a threat. Mm. It's that it's that like we have to live in that middle ground where we recognize the demonic is real, and but we have to also recognize that there Jesus is more powerful than any of 
any of Satan's demons. So anything that a, that a demon or in the spiritual realm that could try to do to us, the name of Jesus, calling on Jesus, it's like he, he trumps their power, if you will. So yeah. um, we have to be able to be in that place. So that meme, I think that comes from, a, it, it's, I don't want to say like it's somebody who's ignorant, but really like if you if you want to act like there's no devil and no demons and not being possessed or whatever or controlled by a demon then go ahead and choose to you you can and act as if that doesn't exist but that's not going to change the fact that there is a spiritual realm and that you are spirit that you have a spirit within you god says he's put his spirit in us so um I don't know. I, there's a lot I could say about that. I just thought it was funny because um, you get these hyper, like, spiritually aware, you know, Christians or people who are just like, oh, my gosh, they're, like, out looking for demons all the time, you know? Like, yeah. And that's kind of annoying. Like, I don't want to be looking for demons. I want to be looking for what God's doing and how to partner with him and um, moving with the spirit we're called to keep in step with the spirit so i think that's where we've done it wrong and when we get too hyper into trying to fight off the demonic you know you you kind of sort of push people away from wanting to know god <laughs> yeah. so yeah i just that's not what my life is about like but i'm not afraid of of that i don't know what are your thoughts with on the demonic and spiritual realm and um, well, with this, uh, well, one, with this meme in particular, I feel like this only has to do with someone's psychological state, it has nothing to do with the external world. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, it's, it's literally them just putting their heads in the sand. Um, I do think that I, I actually like how you said that there's two scenarios that, you know, Satan would probably love is mm-hmm. either he has like, he either has more power than we think or or let's see we think he has more power than he actually does so we're actually afraid of him and his demons Uh yeah Um, and so I think that it is important like it's kind of like a nuanced issue like honestly almost everything um, is that like we should kind of show discernment as far as looking up the do not like demonic uh, realm or spiritual spiritual realm however you want to frame it um but also like you know some people may get too caught up in like how fascinating that might be and then um you know because i don't remember where in scripture but i remember it saying like you you should have like like a fascination too much of like black magic and stuff like that like it's it's good to know about that stuff and like why to not take part in it but as far as like you know practicing it and stuff like that so i think um but again it's like it, you should know like how your your enemies if you will move as well so yeah but as far as the meme goes i it honestly to me it just shows ignorance and, and i think it's just like you know one thing we have to remember with like the memes too is that like they they're kind of trying to take a crack at like humor as well as getting the point across yeah 
Well, so. yeah. I mean, if you're not if you're not mindful of the spiritual realm, if you're not thinking of the things of the spirit, then then you totally are not even thinking about the demonic or Satan and oppression and life is just hunky dory and great with you. And you're choosing to like, look at, like you said, the things in front of you, the, the physical to justify all of the things that are going on in your mind and with your body. Yeah. But if you're, if you can acknowledge that it exists, then, you know, it's being mindful. Like there's a lot of scripture. There's a lot in the Bible that talks about, you know, the weapons of our, of this world are not, you know, they're not carnal. They're not of the flesh. They are, they are spiritual. And then being mindful of what happens in heavenly places in, in, in the spiritual realm. So, um, it's an easy, yeah, it's an easy cop out to just be like, eh, I don't want to mess with that. So yeah, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. Um, moving on to another one. A lot of these deal with slavery. Um, but I mean, I mean, slavery, slave, I think people just keep associating slavery in the South with the slavery back in the Bible times, so to speak. Like, I mean, to my understanding, it's indentured servitude. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, okay, well, whatever, since the subject's already up, I'll just bring it, I'll bring up one. When the book you depend on for morality permits slavery, you know you've blanked up. <laughs> mm. Permits slavery. God did not design and create slavery. I don't see that. In the beginning, when God created the earth and he created man and woman and put them in the garden and he said, be fruitful and multiply and, you know, enjoy this, enjoy this garden, enjoy fellowship with me. Um, I didn't see God create and permit slavery that's a human creation and that came after the fall in the garden when sin entered the world because we chose to be disobedient mm -hmm. and wanted our we thought we could do it better or we wanted what we didn't think we could have we believe the serpents lie so i don't see god as permitting that however when humans had slaves which we do see in the Old Testament, right? And we also read in the New Testament when Paul writes letters to the churches and says, slaves, to obey your masters, treat them, you know, treat them well. Basically, Jesus said to love your enemies, do good to those who persecute you. That could be directed towards somebody who was treated as a slave, right? And also slavery in, in the Bible, the way that that, the, um, I kind of equate that more to like how we know the caste system today, which again, I'm not about putting people into positions and saying one is over the other. And God's not about that either. It's very clear. But because the world has created that, this is a human man-made system. Um, God's given us instruction through his word on how to respond in that. Yeah. So to, to respond to what you just shared with me, you know, I, I think that, that meme is clearly uh, mistaken in what they're saying um, because God is not someone who said, you know, he, he, he doesn't support ownership of another human being. But humans, just like God was against divorce, he's against divorce, but he gave Moses a law because the people were demanding, what can I do to divorce my wife? What can I do to, and it's like, gosh, they're so stubborn. These people, if they must do it, then this can tell them this, 
you know? Yeah. It's like we create things that we, in our own, um, our own lustful desires um, and, and sin, and God's, it's, I imagine he's just sitting there shaking his head like, oh, if you guys could only, like, see if you could get it right. Um, so... I don't know that that requires a whole breaking down just because something's in scripture doesn't mean God supports it and is an ad, is an advocate for it. I mean, yeah. There were murderers in scripture. I mean, David was a murderer. Yeah. Description. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, if anything, the Bible is a book of a historical account that shows the true nature of us as human beings and how flawed we are and how completely you know, in need of God's mercy and love, um, we are. And yeah. so that we take that account to see like ever since the days of old, people have been following their own selfish desires and living in sin and going against God's word and creating their own human systems to try to make things the way they want it to be. And slavery is in there, yes, because it was created by... <laughs> by humans you know that doesn't mean it's okay murders in the bible that doesn't mean god says it's okay yeah next meme. Mm -hmm. a child's okay so it's a photo of a child like with his legs dangling over the like a you know those like wooden piers they're not like tall or anything just like on top of a lake like at the end and then like if you were to jump off of it, you'll be in the water mm -hmm. okay so like a kid sitting on the edge like looking mm -hmm. at the water and he's next to his dog, just like kind of innocent looking little kid. Mm -hmm. And it says, a child's mind should be open to wonder, not closed by belief. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, again, I told you I'm slow. He's sitting at like, like the edge of a lake, like on a pier or something. And yeah, just okay. like looking like, out like looking instantly out. or uh, innocently, not instantly. Well, but that's to assume that we believe the boy should jump in the water. No, no, sorry. Uh, that was just me, like, uh, he's just sitting there, just, like, pondering, just, like, looking at life, just taking life in, mm -hmm. in this okay. moment. And he's just, it's like someone looking at the sunset, basically. Okay, with the dog next to him. Yeah, so it just okay. shows, like, he's, he's cute and he's with this. That sounds cow. very peaceful. I wish I was sitting by a lake with a dog looking out, pondering the yeah. water. Yeah, and so it, it's implying that this kid uh, is his mind should be open to wonder and not closed by um well yeah belief. i'm sure he is i'm <laughs> sure he is wondering see but that uh, what i would take is you show me with a little boy splashing around in the water and that's saying that they are wondering right that they are exploring expressing their creative mind instead of being closed by belief but to, that means we're looking at we're judging you know, like the actions of each other. So I understand what the meme is saying, but that's implying that religion, having any form of religion or religious upbringing makes you close-minded and puts you in a box. Yeah. It keeps you from exploring and questioning. But that that's not just faith and religion. That, that, that goes to upbringing. So let's talk about family because you can have a person of the, you know, the Muslim faith or the Jewish faith or... Christian faith and the way that you share that and teach that to your kids and then how you teach them just to be, you know, a human being, a, 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 um, somebody who contributes to society can be very different even amongst 
you know, Christian families and even amongst, you know, somebody of the same faith. So um, to think that, you know, raising a child up in religion, it means that you're keeping them confined and keeping them from exploring. Like, that's absolutely false. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. that's, I'm just going to call it like it is because um, <laughs> our ki- kids, kids learn, they're going to learn something. They're going to learn whatever, whatever they put in front of their eyes, whatever's in front of their ears, like they take it all in. And I, we have an obligation, you know, as parents to train our kids up in the way they should go, train them up in the truth. And I think every, every person of faith or even those not of faith, those that are non-believers, they have, they have ideas, right? They have things that are important to them that they feel their kids should know and, and experiences their kids should have and ways their kids should treat people and things like that. So, um, I don't know. I don't really <laughs> like that meme. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I don't like it. Cause I feel like it's, it's like completely negating the upbringing and yeah. the, the family. Yeah, definitely. I think a problem of this generation whatever I'm a part of it too um, is that like they're giving kids way too much freedom in my opinion uh, even though this like comes off like political it's not really my intent it's just that like like I don't know you're, you're a mother do you have any sort of critiques as far as like like parents that for example are raising what they call babies have you heard of that what no babies so no, i've not heard that so it's um it's parents who are raising their kids to be without a defined gender and it's just like why are you do- like a kid that the kid doesn't know enough to be confused and you're just like teaching them confusion my opinion <laughs> but you what's your take on that I mean, it's not a meme, but it's kind of a... <laughs> I think that um, this is why, like, what is the whole concept? I just, my brain just went to the whole, what is truth? You know what I mean? Like, what is truth? Like, what do we teach them? What's really true? Um, I, my answer to you, I mean, I believe there's defined gender. So for me to tell my kids that they're not a certain gender, I... I believe I'm lying to them. That's not true. So I wouldn't do that. Um, But other people are obviously teaching that to the kids because they believe that's true. Why do they believe that's true? I don't know. I'm not sure somebody has obviously told them that and they've decided to, to buy into that belief. All right. So I have one more and then we'll we'll stop it here. Um, And this one actually relates sort of to like the, because we, we're talking about kids. So it's a photo of this like cute little girl like holding looks like a book open and it's um or just a paper and it says in on the left hand side of the paper because it's like horizontal, it says, mm-hmm. According to religion, I am broken, flawed, sinful, dumb <laughs> I just said that. Uh weak <laughs> you said <and> nothing. That. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, and then on the right side, it says, according to science, I am full of wonder, smart, a great learner, beautiful, potential for greatness, 
Which do you think is damaging? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Lord have mercy. On me. Oh, Lord have mercy. Um, okay. That right there, that meme is exactly what the problem is right now with <laughs> with everything that's going on in the world because we cannot we cannot humble ourselves to recognize the truth of who we are and because we don't want to damage other people or ourselves and talk about you know what yeah I I am broken. I I don't know where in the Bible does it say you're dumb. I think the word that is used is foolish, but that's because we give ourselves over to our foolish desires. And I think we can all agree we've been foolish in many times. But all of those words you just listed, those come from a place of humility. Like in humility, I have to recognize I am not perfect. I have been hurt and I have hurt other people. I've made mistakes. I have sought things for my own selfish gain. I have overlooked people that needed help when I was in a position to help them. Let's be real for a minute, Roddy. We <laughs> all, we all have fallen into that. But the beauty of the gospel message, which, you know, obviously this meme is going to completely leave that out, is Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus Christ, I'm a new creation. I am no longer broken. I am I am healed. I am restored. I am no longer foolish. I have the wisdom that comes from God. So all of those things that are listed in there, what religion tells me, if we, if you understand the gospel message of Jesus Christ, then you know that God has redeemed those things in his son, yeah. that we are chosen. I mean, the scripture says we are chosen. We are dearly loved. We are called a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that we have purpose that we are reconciled to God but all of those other things science says that I am all of these things well okay <laughs> science wants to point out only the good in me and have me have an inflated self-ego and be filled with pride and that's humanism I mean we've talked about that before that's total humanism and what I can accomplish as a human when it's all about giving God the glory for the things in our lives. And that takes humility. And if you can't recognize that you're not perfect and that you are flawed and that you come from brokenness, then you can never give God glory. And it will always be about you and you will live a prideful life and God detests pride. So yeah. anyway, I'll just stop it there. That's what I think <laughs> about that one. Could you, feel, could you feel the passion coming out oh, of me? I because it. it's, it's so funny because like I'm looking at um, this whole list of the things that according to religion I am so uh -huh. I'll read again broken flawed sinful dumb weak and nothing the uh -huh. only two that I have like um, like okay that's like where are you getting that from is like weak and nothing now like with weak it does mean that like yeah you're not the like center of the universe so yeah okay there's truth there um yeah. I'll just go down the list. So broken. Yes, we yeah. are broken. Yeah. Because we, of sin. Yeah. Yeah. We, and because we've been hurt by people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are flawed. Same thing. Like, yep. or similar thing. Like, you know, we are not perfect. Yeah. Uh, sinful. Yeah. We are definitely not perfect. We have our own desires. Dumb. Yep. Obviously foolish. a harsher word. Yeah. yeah foolish. Um, we get carried away by our own our own foolish desires and our own foolish whims, and it takes us away from God. Yeah, and that's stupid. Yeah, but we do it. <laughs> and getting uh -huh. getting a little vulgar. This isn't even like for pertaining to kids necessarily, but like just thinking about like like how 
guys who don't have like whatever their control of their uh-huh. urges if you will uh-huh. like when people mm-hmm. say like think with your head not with your you know yeah uh-huh. <laughs> there's a perfect uh-huh. example <laughs> yeah right and yep yeah so there's that um weak <laughs> like again that's like that's having a right uh, that's having a right view of yourself like to recognize i am i am a weak but because of christ i'm strong in my weakness, he is made strong. And so I am strong. I am a strong woman, but I recognize where my strength comes from. Yeah. And um, nothing. That one's well, kind of just like very, that's one, that one's kind of like vague. Like in my well, well, that's Absolute Surrender by Andrew Murray. So anybody listening, I recommend you go read that book because to have a right view of ourself is to view ourself as nothing without God. Mm-hmm. I am nothing without God. But... But mm. God, in his mercy and his grace, and in his so rich in love for us, sent his son Yeah. to, now let's change all of those words. I mean, we could take every word you just said, and we can change it over because of God, because of God, because of God, not because of science, because of God. Yeah. And so to say, I am nothing, I am nothing without him. But because I know him, Rodney, because we know him, our identity is centered in Jesus Christ. So do I think you are nothing? Absolutely not. Do I think I'm nothing? Absolutely not. Because I know that Christ lives within me and that he's got plans and purposes, things he's got to do through me, and that I have to completely yield myself to him so that I can be who he has created me to be. Yeah. Well put. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like just like kind of baffled by the list and i think it's just kind of disingenuous again it's a meme so yeah. we're like in a soundbite culture but um yeah or headline culture and it's like a cute girl so like like a cute little girl so she's like you know who's gonna say oh this little girl is is dumb weak and nothing and sinful and flawed it's like yeah yeah, yeah. we get it no but. but that's not how that's not the gospel message the right. gospel message is is being the new creation it's recognizing you know, it's recognizing being dead in our in our sin, right? And be that the wretched person that we are because of our sin, but God, but God, and and it's like when we go to the other side, you want to jump away from that. And somebody's trying to say, oh well, this is what religion teaches you. You're completely missing the best part of it all, and but yet you want to jump to science. Okay, so science is going to teach all of these things that. Um, you know, I am, I am creative. I am all, and, and I agree with all those things, but that is where we get the, the, inf- like I said, the inflated ego, the pride, the, it's about me. And, um, that's very self, that's very selfish thinking. And that's not like to, to, to have humility, which I really believe is kind of that foundation. We see humility in Jesus Christ. We have to, we got to, speak to the truth. We gotta look at the ugly truth.